We're losing! Teamwork, guys, more teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb. 81 games to go, Caleb Kirby. Connor McDavid spoils opening night for us. The Canucks make some waiver moves, and they still haven't named a captain. And, and, will the Canucks give us a drinking problem, Kirby? After that performance, they may, they may just. The answer to that question is no, because... We already have drinking problems. <laughs> We're already sad and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One in the books. Canucks lose 3-2 to the Edmonton Oilers on opening night. It's you, a tough loss. What do you want to do? Start positives, negatives? Where do you want to go? Uh, let's just uh, let's let's go with uh, just how disappointed we are losing, just first off the bat. Cause I yeah, thought, the fucking Oilers? Yeah, because not only is it the Oilers, but it's like, Game's tied. The Canucks are playing way better than the Oilers. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Like well, the... yeah. Yes and no in some aspects. I'll say that. Yeah. And I, I get it. Like, the Oilers' best players came to play tonight. And yeah. the Canucks didn't. Yeah. And that's the difference. And the Oilers the came out with a really hot start in that game in the first period. Like, the Canucks had no pos- no possession or anything. Couldn't get anything going for over 10 minutes in that first. Yeah, it was an ugly first But then period. after that... They took the game over. They looked really good. Had a couple super solid power plays. That I thought that Horvat Pearson uh, Miller line was fantastic. Easily the Canucks best line tonight, and they dominated parts of the game. Hughes looked great. Myers looked great. The D overall I thought was is was really really good. Are you going to take more positives and negatives? Out of well, I'm game? starting with the positives. That's that's where I wanted to go, and I, I'm going to try and keep the language to a minimum because I did go a little overboard after hearing. You know, some comments from, from last week. Yeah, just uh, just a note here. If you are listening in the car with your kids, this ain't I for I, the faint of kids. I think I already dropped an F-bomb, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, I, like, I really like the chemistry between uh, Pearson, Horvat, and Miller. You can tell that they've worked on it a little bit in the preseason as well. The other top line, this is the first we saw them tonight. The chemistry didn't look all that good. Well, that's the first time they've played together. Besser. In any game. Besser looked a little tentative out there. Yeah, you know? he was a step behind on every single play, he was I a, thought. He was a step behind on every single play. A lot of his sauce passes and stuff were kind of forced. Um, but that can be expected. Well, that's expected. And, I mean, he's just coming off that injury after being in concussion protocol. That line, I wanted that line to be going right out of the gate for this team. It's clearly not. No. It's a work in progress, no. right? Which is annoying because, I mean, Furlan missed time with his sickness. Besser got hurt in the contract thing and all that BS. So that line doesn't have the chemistry that everybody wanted to see right out of the gate so far. I thought the third line was an absolute disaster tonight. I, I don't understand it. I thought it started off all right. I thought it was like the best line during like that stretch where the Canucks they had were playing one terrible. good shift in the first period. Well, that's all the Canucks where had. Where Lebo got a shot <laughs> off, and then for the rest of the night they were chasing the game. Yeah, but in the first period, I felt the Canucks only had one good shift. Dude, that's fine. But like, are you going to tell me that they need a line of Schaller, Beagle, and Vertanen, and a line of 
Louis Sutter and Levo. No, it's no good. It's no good. No. All the fans in Canuck Nation know this combination is no good. It's not going to work. We need a top nine, and whoever you're going to slot on that fourth line, be it uh, Schaller, Beagle, Sutter, Schaller, Beagle, Vertanen, do whatever you want there. Put Maud on that line. Who cares? We need a third line that is going to be able to score goals, and it needs to be guys like Barchi, Godet, and Levo. That line tonight, nothing. They were responsible for that last goal. Louis all out of gas. Sutter lets Connor go right by him. You know, at the end of the game there, Connor scores the game-winning goal. That line is going to be under so much scrutiny this year, and they already are after this performance tonight. Sutter gave the puck away there, too. And right? the Canucks were flat-footed. The defense couldn't catch up to the fastest and like, player in the NHL. The fact that management is being this, like, this arrogant about this, to everybody who is this passionate about hockey and this market, that knows art, that knows we need three lines that can score, and these guys are shaking their heads at us like, uh-uh, we're going to go this. What a like, slap to the face of the like this fan base that has a pretty decent education of how hockey works around here. This is the 50th season, you know? We've watched this team lose enough, especially in the last few years, to understand that this formula that they have right now isn't going to work. Are you turning on Travis Green at all? I'm pissed about this. I'm pissed about the Barchi waiver wire thing because he has more offensive upside. I'm not mad about Goldobin, right? Some people are. I'm not mad. I thought he had a fair enough shake in the top six last year. But Barchi has enough skill. Goddett has enough skill that you need these guys to at least step up in the third-line role to produce for you offensively, at least be a threat out there. Louie's not a threat. The little things aren't good enough. I love his... Uh... I love whenever he comes into the zone, and instead of taking it hard to the net, he flips a little backhander. Dude, every that time. one backhander—that one backhander—when he established his zone coming down the right wing, that one backhander that flew over the net yeah. and basically turned around a breakout for the Oilers. Yeah. I'm just like, this is what I'm going to watch again this season. Yeah, like if, if this is what I'm going to watch again this season, yeah. I'm going to have an aneurysm like halfway through. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's like we're beating our heads against the wall. As a fan base with this crap, and I'm sick of it. I think Sutter, like like you you know, I think Sutter's a better player than than you do, obviously. Yeah, you but do. I think he's more suited. If you're gonna put him out there, put him on the fourth line with with uh, Beagle and and Schaller, and and take Vertanen out of there. I got no problem with Vertanen sitting. Vertanen had one good shift tonight. Tell me why Schaller's in the lineup. I don't I don't get it. Bigger at all. body. I don't get I it guess. at all. I don't get it at all. Can honestly, skate, I guess. I you know, uh, he really doesn't give you much, and he didn't have a good enough camp for me to be in the start to be in the starting lineup. He didn't play at all last year. Healthy scratch. Played him against Dallas. That's the only team you play him against. Yeah, so he can get you a goal or two goals or three. He got three goals last year, and they were all against Dallas. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, dude, like Jake for Jake for Tana had like three shifts tonight. Jake Vertanen didn't look good tonight, though. He had, like, there's, three shifts. There's a couple times where, like, a puck would go by him, and I'm like, it's going by him because he's not moving his feet. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just watching the puck go by, and he's standing there. Yeah. Right? He had that one chance where he was coming in late, and the puck dropped to him, and he ripped a shot. And the shot was an absolute laser. But, like, I mean, you can't show up for one shift a night and expect to keep your job. No. Sutter, at least, like, he had one decent PK where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's he cleared the puck. He did his job. He won a face-off. Like, 
I, I, I think Jake and, and Sutter should be fighting for that right wing on the fourth line. Martin Schuller should be fighting for that left wing on the fourth line. Do whatever you want to that fourth line, right? But get some skill up on that third line. Get, get Barchi back up here. It's evident already. You know, you want to kill penalties. Put that fourth line out there all day. I don't care, right? Yeah. We need more skill on our third line. And obviously the fact that our, our first line this game had no preseason chance to even get together, that hurt us. I think that hurt us big time. To have Louis Erickson out there after the camp that Gaudet had. Right? It's insanity. It is insanity. And then to like wave Berchi for pretty much Gaudet and then not play Gaudet. Someone tweet at us. Someone tweet at between the stammers, between the S. <laughs> Someone please, for the love of God, Give me a reason why Erickson should be on this team. He shouldn't. And I said that, you know. Give right, me one. When I was watching this game right at the beginning and Louis Erickson is there, like, taking the second shift. He's out there killing. I'm like, how is this guy still on this team? After what happened in the offseason as well, what he said about his coach, all this stuff. How is this guy still on this team? It's insanity. He did exactly what he did all last year during training camp. That's what. That's why it just it comes down to money. That's all it comes down to. Well, it comes down to the, like Benning trying not to look like an idiot yeah. for signing that contract. We yeah. already know that that contract's horrible. Everybody who has half a brain knows that that contract's horrible. You know, little things, Louis killing penalties. That's that's what he. That's what he's become now. He's, he's not, e- and he's going. not even that good at it. And he's not that good at it. He's not. I hate talking about him already. I knew we would get into that. Let's talk about some positive, though. Every time fucking Quinn Hughes touches the puck. Oh, sexy is all giddy up. It is. It's He's so smooth. Yeah. He's so fucking smooth. He's like, and I was texting with somebody. I'm like, this is what it's like to have uh, a Duncan Keith or a Drew Doughty on your team. Yeah. A guy, whenever they touch the puck, something good's probably going to happen. It's smooth, you know? Dude, having a guy on your back end who opens up that much space and has to make those defenders press him a little harder, how much easier does that make it for that offensive line? Like, that Miller-Pearson-Horvat line, their cycling tonight was fantastic. Some of their passing tonight was amazing. Like, I am pumped for this line. I I, I really want to see more out of them. Uh, Hughes to Myers. Myers lets that clapper go so quickly. Yeah, I thought that goal was initially his, but Pearson tipped it in. Yeah. But, like, I mean, how much better does our D look already? Just from one game, just puck movement and, and shots alone. Well, the last shift of the first period showed you. Right. Too, having Myers, or ha- sorry, having Hughes on the back end able to, you know, dance around everybody yeah. and create was just like, we've never had this before. I think I not think, since Dana Merzin have we had Dana Merzin. Merzin. He's calling out Dana Merzin <laughs> as a dynamic D man, the least what dynamic D man. I think yeah. Dana Merzin might be the least dynamic D man in the history of D men. <laughs> Sorry, Dana. Blocked a lot of shots though. He did. Um, yeah, no, no, it's it's huge, and uh, like I thought, I thought the D was stellar tonight for the most part. I um, thought, he, I, I thought he was. He soaked up a lot of ice time tonight, too. And I thought the Canucks, like, overall, they probably deserved to win that game. They they hemmed Edmonton in their own end a few times, looking, like, way more dominant than Edmonton ever looked. 
Edmonton maybe hemmed the Canucks in their zone once in the entire game. But, I mean, Edmonton's not that team, right? Like, they're a transition team. And when Connor McDavid gets the puck, three guys go after him, and all he has to do is find somebody else who's open to bury it, usually. This, this, right? should, this should tell you here. Sorry to go back yeah, go ahead. to what I was talking about. Get some stats. Guess who was second in Canucks and Ice time tonight um, behind Alex Edler? I'm going to go ahead and guess Quinn Hughes just to prove your point that you were talking 23 about. 23 minutes on the ice. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is like, this is this kid. He's a kid. Yeah, he's, nineteen. He's play, yeah, he's only played a few games in the NHL. Yeah, and here he is. He's going to lead this team in ice time pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, he no, he's great. Alex Edler. Okay, sorry, I know you were going off on a little tangent there, but I have to say something about Alex Edler. Let's hear it. This guy and this game was just another perfect example of Alex Edler's career. He does a lot of really good things. He yeah. does. Yeah, but he does so many boneheaded things too what are you talking about just little plays like when they were hemmed in their own zone uh, it was a shift i think in the second near the end of the second period one of the canucks had like uh one of their sticks i think it was beagle had a stick broken yeah I remember and they that. were and they were hemmed, they were in the hemmed canucks in. End, yeah and edler made a play put it right back up the middle and i was just like <laughs> edler you're a professional hockey player you're the number one defenseman on this team you can't be doing that man and Markstrom bailed us out there, yeah. bailed him out there. And but just Edler makes a lot of plays like that. Other it's stuff true. like like passing the puck into people's skates, just like just just. But then other moments, he's so good. Overall, I thought he had a pretty good game tonight. He did have a right? good game though, but it he, was just a, it was an he, Alex Edler game. He definitely was not one of the the dogs out there tonight. No, he wasn't. Yeah, I he, I, I just want like. There are so many flashes where you're like, man, this guy is fucking yeah. Nick Lindstrom out there. And then then there's other flashes like, this guy has no hockey sense whatsoever. They still got to get the puck up the ice quicker on power plays. You know, and it's not just Edler there. There was a couple guys. There was a chance tonight where Brock had, Brock could have easily skated it in. And then he passed it to a guy who was flat-footed at the blue line. And I'm like, man, just skate the puck in. Mm-hmm. Just skate it in. You have the speed right now to establish that zone. These guys are waiting for you. Like, that sort of stuff just breaks my ball so hard. This is exactly what this team needs to improve on if they want to get better. They need to be better through the neutral zone, five-on-five and on power plays. I thought the power plays were actually pretty good. Puck movement was good. Yeah, puck movement was good. I did. I I wish... Besser hadn't been so hesitant on a lot of he was a lot the of dog. Moments. He was the dog on the power play yeah, tonight he was. with he was. some sloppy saucer passes trying to get it all the way out to Petey on the other side. And uh, he's he's got to get closer to that dot. Yeah. He can't be outside that circle to try and let that one-timer go. He's got to get further into that office. But I thought the second unit power play was second fantastic. Unit was incredible. It was it was really yeah. good. I was like, yeah. and the only reason they were out there was because the first unit had drawn a power play, or the Oilers, how many too many men on the ice penalties did they take tonight? I don't know. They took a shitload. Yeah. I was like, this is obviously the first game of the NHL season because there have been three too many men on the ice penalties. Clucks got one themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's the backup power generator, if you want to Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. 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 The beeping. Yeah. We get all sorts of fun sounds in this studio from time to time, don't we? Yeah. It's yeah. still better than Between the Stammers Studio A, which is still out of commission. It's, yeah, it's under repair. Under repair because <laughs> of some Heineken beer. <laughs> we lost our sponsor with that one too, didn't we? Our Heineken we did. sponsor. We did. 
it, it kind of get it kind of Sean Heineken in a, a bad light. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's my fault. What do you think of Furland tonight? Uh well that that first line couldn't really get a whole lot going, and I thought Furland had a few moments where I was like, yeah, I, I see it, and it's going to be there. There is mm-hmm. something that's going to be there, uh, but I just thought he was fighting the puck a bit tonight. Yeah, and I I thought the same with Passer. They were just a little bit off. And Besser still, like, he still got an assist. He still had moments where he could have, you know, put the game away or tied it. Like, yeah. that's just how good a player he is, yeah. right? So even when those guys are having off games, yeah. they can still be different. He had a really good chance in tight, too. I think it was in the second as well where he could have put it. Dude, there was a couple times where, like, Smith almost looked scared of Petey when he was shooting. By the way, On Mike that Smith. One, that one slammer. Biggest piece of shit goalie in the league. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what a baby in his crease. You see that penalty he tried to draw in the first period when he went out to play the puck, and then he acted like he lost his stick? When I think it was like Horvat flew by him. It was like either Horvat or Miller. Somebody flew by him, and he, like, threw his stick down on the ice to try and draw a penalty like he was interfered with. And then in the third, Pearson's, like, right at the net trying to jam one in. And then Mike Smith pulls his stick out, grabs it from Pearson completely. Pearson looks at the ref, and the ref's like, uh, you going to do something about this? Play goes up the ice. This is actually, like, right before a goal happened. I think it was the game-tying goal for, for Edmonton. And then um, Smith just chucks his stick, like, off to the left side of the, like, wall. And, like, the refs are like, yeah, I guess so. This is allowed. Mike Smith's been doing it so long, so why call call a penalty on him now? That guy pisses me off more than any goalie in the league. He made 31 saves on 33 shots tonight. You know where my first kind of hate on Mike Smith started? It's a flopper. It was back in that series in 07. It's he a was gutless he, flopper. He was the backup goalie to Marty Turco. Mm-hmm. And they had a warm-up where they came out and they made fun of Luongo's, like, flaps. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was when it kind of started, my kind of hate for him. I've never liked him. Yeah. And he's a head case. There's a reason why Riddick stole his job last year in Calgary. So enjoy this guy for his win tonight, Edmonton fans, because this guy is a nut bar. Well, he's better than Koskinen. And he always has been. I thought Koskinen was getting the start tonight. I thought he was too. There was all sorts of, like, the Edmonton projected lines tonight versus what actually happened out there was completely Kitty Wampus, eh? Kitty Wampus. It was all over the place. But J- Jacob Markstrom. I digress. He had moments of brilliance. I didn't like the first goal. The rebound that he let out. Yeah, the, the first goal was a little weak. Like, I had a friend who texted me. He was like, that's a beer league rebound right there. Yeah. You can't you can't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, nice play by Zach Cassian. He yeah. had a whale of a night. Zach, Ca- dude, Cassian's drop pass there to Drysaddle was nice. Yeah. Like, you got to give it to him. Yeah. And it sounds like Cassian's finally found his groove somewhere on a team. And good for him, oh, man. Oh, wait, that he's guy, playing with Connor McDavid, That though. guy was struggling, though, for a while there, and it sounds like he's, like, kind of wised up even off the ice a little bit more, too. I right? liked his interview with Scott Oak. I thought it was yeah. funny. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt when you're playing with the best player, in, one of the best players in the NHL. No, it doesn't. Uh, the Canucks... Defense is revamped. What do you think of some of the new guys there? Tyler Myers, Jordy Ben, and I'm going to say Quinn Hughes. I was I was concerned with Myers in the preseason. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like about him when we saw him in camp, when you and I got to go to camp, was he could get that shot off quickly. Um, he proved that again tonight. He I, get, he gets the, the clapper off so quickly. Yeah. He doesn't telegraph it. Doesn't take 45 minutes to get off like some other D man on this team. <laughs> um, and I mean it's going to pay dividends for him. 
I, I like his creativity from the back end. I like that him and Hughes can now create offense from on the back power end. Play? On the power play. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's huge. And not just on the power play, but <laughs> Myers pinching at times as well and Hughes pinching. I just It's just something they didn't have last year. Did you hear Louis DeBras say he's the smoothest six-foot-eight player in the league? Yeah, I did hear that. And I'm just like, how many six-foot-eight <laughs> players in the league are there, What's Matt? What's Chara? Is he 6'7"? It's, like, it's like Chara, Myers... And like John John Scott, is like John when Scott he played still in the league. No, he he's is, long yeah. gone. Yeah, but it's just like him and Chara basically now. Well, isn't Miko Rantanen pretty tall too? I think uh, Rantanen's tall. Like, I think he's like six five or something. Rantanen's tall, yeah. and I mean Bufflin Bufflin's tall. He's not playing right now. Yeah, but um, like it was such a weird thing to say. So I mean, we put a poll out there: who's the smoothest skating six foot eight uh, player ever in the NHL? Yeah. Uh, at between the S Twitter poll oh. and uh, John Scott's winning currently. Yeah, <laughs> between Zayhuchar, Tyler Myers, and John Scott. <laughs> uh, I got Tyler Myers. Yeah, he had some nice moments tonight. Uh, yeah, he, he's not the greatest in his own end. I think he gets kind of flustered behind yeah. his own net. That's kind of that's that would be my criticism of him. That's not going to change ever because he's been in this league for how long yeah. now? He, that's not going to change. But I like what he brings offensively. I thought, I thought this was the strongest game I've seen from him so far, including preseason and, and everything else. I thought he had a, a real dog that one game against Ottawa. Um, but tonight he looked really solid, yeah. and, and that was good. I thought uh, Jordy Mann and Troy Stetcher for their limited minutes was a good pairing. Uh, I, th- I thought Stetcher played really well, um, and he's looks like he hasn't missed a step from last year where he has that dog-on-a-bone mentality. Yeah. So a couple times he was beat, but he never let the guys go. And he, he stuck with it. And I, I think that's it, all you can ask for out of a guy like Troy Stetcher. Him and Hughes both have right? that. Yeah. Right? They both have that that battle mentality that you have to have if you're a smaller player. Yeah. And and uh, I thought Ben looked good. Um, Tanev, you know, gets a puck up in the teeth. That guy's got, like, no teeth left. Zero. <laughs> Just gummy. Gummy Tanev. Gummy Tanev. Um, but he had a really solid game as well. I, he, he stood out to me on the back end. The whole back end looked very good. Yeah, I thought I just I thought every defenseman looked pretty good tonight. Yeah. Uh and yeah, Edler probably had the best game even though he has so many boneheaded plays. He had he had a block too. Edler had a block in the first in the on like the power play in the first period, I think that like it it, it would have been a goal if he hadn't blocked it. So I know I give Edler a lot of grief on this podcast. You give him a lot it's of grief. It's just because I want more. You, gotta, you give him a lot of grief for, for uh, playing net as well in yeah. front of uh, his goaltender. Yeah. Um, it's just like he's that kid that I expect more from. He's the first child. I expect more. But, dude, like, yeah, I thought he had a really good game. I There's not too many players. Uh, well, there's none on D that I thought stood out to me as guys who, who had a rough one. But, man, like, that bottom – that bottom six, what did they do tonight? Nothing. Tell me what they did tonight. They just banged around like everybody expects them to bang They didn't even around. bang that much, No, though. no, they didn't bang. They right? Just, yeah, they were just chasing, dumping and chasing. Like, Beagle, okay, you you had a fine game. You had a Jay Beagle game that everybody expects G, Jay Beagle to play. Jay Beagle didn't have a standout game where you're like, oh, Jay Beagle's going tonight. He had a normal Jay Beagle game. Vertanen? Invisible the entire game except for one shift. He only had nine minutes of ice time. Yeah, and what did he do with it? Nothing. Is he going to earn more ice time with how he played tonight? No. No, I don't think so. No. No. Schaller, what did he do? I didn't even see Schaller throw a hit tonight. 
there was a moment Schaller was out there near the end of the third period. I was like, why is he out there? Yeah. Like, was this just a mistake that he's out there? Why is he out there? And then, I, I, I mean, Levo, he's got nothing to work with, but he that one line that they had, uh, that one shift that they had in the first period where he had a couple chances, I was like, okay. But, I mean... NHL.com has Brandon Sutter's face-off percentage at 42% tonight. That's oh, not yeah, good that's, enough, That's man. your shutdown center right that's there. Your shutdown that's center. your shutdown center, Canucks. Oh, my God. Come on. Ugh. Let's get serious here. Let's get rid of him. We had a guy How? who absolutely crushed training camp, crushed preseason. He doesn't get to start tonight because of Sutter. You know? Guys, you know how I feel about Brandon Sutter. He walked past me at the Save on Foods Memorial Center in Victoria there. I didn't even say hi. I just kept walking. <laughs> oh, that's cold, Art. I know. I like I, I think I like Sutter as a player. And I think Sutter I I don't think Sutter's the guy you move out on the lineup. You, you know? Think, you think he's the fourth line center? Oh, well, he's he's either fourth line center or fourth line winger. He's a fourth liner on this team. He shouldn't be on the third. If you're gonna if you're gonna do your fourth line checking line, give me Beagle, give me Sutter, and give me Schaller, Vertanen, Mott. All those guys can hang out there. You know, Louie can take a hike. <laughs> he, he sure can. can. He sure yeah, can. Yeah, you can scratch that guy. You can send him to Utica. You can do whatever you want with him. We've been preaching this for for over three seasons now. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, this is our second year doing this, but we've been thinking about this for three seasons. I thought the two guys that we liked from last year that were, like, cheap pickups, I thought they were good again yeah. tonight. Tanner Levo, Pearson Levo and, and Pearson. Josh Lebo. Yeah. I think both There's those guys. There's nothing wrong with those yeah, guys. I think they both come out and play every night. They yeah. both come out and play hard every night. Yeah. So Just why give not some give support. those guys? Give those guys the ice time. Don't fucking give it to Louis. Yeah. Like, sir, I don't. Bring back Bertie. Get Godhead up there. Yeah. And let's let's get her going here. Okay, let's talk about the waves then. Waving Sven Bertie. Do you think it is... Like they said, his tentative play in preseason. Or do you think it's because they had to get Louis Erickson on this roster? They had to get... Why do they have to get Louis Erickson on this roster? Because of how much fucking money he makes. Why? Because of everything that Jim Benning said about this guy. They don't need to. I know. Jim Benning, to say they think they have enough skill... Mm -hmm. and This is what I said watching the game tonight when I was watching the game with a couple friends. I was like, you know what? All I want to see out of the Canucks tonight, three goals. Three goals, we have a chance to win this game. We didn't get it. We didn't make it. You know? If if we play night in, night out, and we don't have enough sniffs to at least get three goals a night in the NHL, we're not going to make the playoffs. Well, Pedersen, Horvat. Besser, well, Besser got an assist, but they were pointless. That's not going to happen most nights. No, it's not right? going to happen most yeah. nights. But, I mean, like, that's... That's when you have a third line that jars you that extra goal where you have that insurance, right? We can't we can't do another season of this top six, bottom six BS anymore. We can't. I thought the Barchi, the excuses that they made up for sending Barchi down were completely ludicrous. They were la-la land excuses. Goldobin, don't care. Biega, fine. Send him down. Put him on waivers. Do whatever you want. Biega knows at this point, that he is that guy, right? And Fantenberg and him were fighting for that position, and they gave Fantenberg the nod over Biega, even though Fantenberg got hurt, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to hurt his chances. It, it, yeah, you did. It clearly didn't, you know? So, like, 
I don't know, man. Well, Canuck Land got fucking pissed. And they're rightful, rightfully yeah. so. Pissed. Have you been hearing this term Benning Bros out there? Have you yeah. Heard that? You heard that a few I times? hate it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, like, I don't know where that comes from. Oh, well, I know where it comes from because a lot of people defend what Benning does, you know, blindly. Just like people are anti-Benning blindly. Yeah. He's not, it's not like he's a polarizing figure one way or the other. He's made some mistakes for sure. He's also made some decent moves for sure. Right? I think we've been accused of being Benning bros at one point. I don't give a shit. I don't think we're Benning bros. No. Though. I don't think we are. We're, we fairly criticize this team. Mostly fairly criticize this, this team and the moves that they make. Uh, when they do things like that. And and you and I, we were both pissed about this waiver wire move. It yeah. doesn't make sense. It just, and it just didn't send a good message to me. Like you said, about the bottom six. Dude, look at the chemistry expect. that even Goddard and Berchi had in the preseason. And then they're like, okay, Goddard, you're not starting. Yeah. And Berchi, you're going to Utica. We're going to start Sutter and Louie on this third line with Levo. That's why, to me, like, such lip service that management 40% in the face-off circle. And coach that they gave us, like, going into training camp about Louis Erickson, about Sutter, about everybody. They were like, these guys have to come into training camp and they have to earn it. They have to earn a spot yeah. on the team. Apparently, they don't. And then, and then here's another thing, too. Louis is, like, whining in the summertime. I don't like how I'm being used on the team. I think I deserve to... Play in a better role, or whatever he said. Wait a second, that was lost in translation. Yeah, who's lost in translation? (laughs) Wait a second. Uh, You know, uh, bottom line is is that he thinks he could be used in a better way. He can't even be used in the way that they're trying to use him to be effective. He's not effective. I'm sorry, he's not effective. No, he's not. And he continues to get ice time. At least he didn't get too much ice time tonight. Like wake. Up, Canucks. Wake up, personnel management. Wake up, Greener. Wake up, Benning. Like, this is not going to win you anything this season. I can say that after one game. (laughs) I can. Well, we we know that this team is better. Like, their personnel is better. They are better. So now it's a coaching thing. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. So what happens if they miss playoffs this year? What do you do? If you're Aquilini, what do you do? If if Barchi doesn't get the call up, if they don't r- try and and turn that third line into an offensive line and turn that into a top nine, uh, fourth line checking situation, if they try and go with this top six, bottom six thing all year, or if they go and they do this up until September or whatever, and they're not winning games, what do you do? I'm you're gonna, Aquilini, what do you do? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I had said before that I didn't care too much what happened in the bottom six of this team. I've said that. I've been on record saying that because I thought whether this team was going to make the playoffs or not was going to be decided by how much better their best players got. Well, yeah, you say that you went sports cliche. I did. Your best players have to be your best players. That's right. Yes. And this could have been one of those nights where if Pedersen and Besser scored a goal, they probably win the game. Yes. And we're not talking about this fucking bottom six, probably. Well, we probably are a little bit. But I guarantee we're not, you we're we still not are. Lamenting. We're not I guarantee lamenting. you we still are. Okay, but we're not lamenting it like we are right we now. We aren't lamenting it, yes. Yeah. So I always said that, okay, if Besser and Patterson both score over a point per game, 
we're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. But now I can see that, you you know, obviously you can't count on that every night. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we need a little bit more help from the bottom six on nights like tonight so we can push us over the edge and make the playoffs. I Man, I just don't see what the point of having two checking lines is, especially when they're not effective. I think in Green's head, and I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to like speak Go, for him. D- dive in that head. Yeah, I, dive I, in that head. I feel like he thinks that third line can put the puck in the net. <laughs> he does. The only guy who has a, a decent chance of doing that is Levo with a good shot. Yeah, but Louis Erickson is being treated like a guy who used to score thirty goals. There. How, how many years has Sutter been on this team for? Five. Yeah. What are his numbers? When has he ever proven he can put the puck in the net? The guy can barely show up to games half the time because he's been injured. Now he's doing Pilates, so I guess he's going to be better this year. But, like, there's no track record to prove that he can put the puck in the net. Hey. There's no track record to show he's even a playmaker. But on that, you, I saw, I noticed on Twitter that you predicted that Brandon Sutter would score the first goal tonight. Well, I was being cheeky. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, uh, I, I just wanted <laughs> that to. That was uh, lost in translation. I, I just wanted to uh, ruffle some feathers. Okay. Well, that was Faber's thing, right? He always asks who's going to score the first goal. First goal of the season. Sutter, could you imagine this fan base? People going, people would be going bananas. I was going to say Louis Erickson. You should have. I still remember Louis Erickson's first shift. We can be a little trolly. Remember right? when he almost scored on himself yeah. on our own on his yeah. on their own team on his first shift. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it'd be a little poetic. No, maybe. he did score on the Canucks. His first goal was a goal in his own net. Was that was it? at the, yeah, that was at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's just like, oh, this is going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this rough. <laughs> Nobody thought it was going to be this rough. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, another thing going around in uh, Canucks land. Uh, the Canucks created hype. Around who they're going to name as their team captain, naming four captains and saying four alternates, four alternates, sorry, four alternate captains, and saying that they were going to name a captain on opening night in Vancouver next Wednesday. A what week, the hell is more this? than a week away? Is this the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, do we need trailers for like who our captain's going to be? You know, this is dude. This goes back to like when the Canucks like were like, oh, we're going to name a new captain. Who's going to be our wild and crazy captain? They name a goalie as their captain in Luongo. Laughing stock of the league for pulling that move off. Everybody's like, what's going on here? This is not, like, what What are they doing in Vancouver? What are they smoking in Vancouver? I, I think it, okay, I there was a period of time there when the Canucks were winning president's trophies. They were doing things like, having cool things in the dressing room, state-of-the-art stuff. They, you know, they went and talked to whatever, you know, the San Antonio Spurs or the New England Patriots or whatever. And they were doing different things. Their PR were doing cool, innovative This team's PR department thinks they're such hot shit. They do. With, like, these types of, like, teases and moves and stuff like that. And it makes this team look like a clown show to your average hockey fan. We do not need teases of a captain. See what the Maple Leafs did today? Tweet. John Tavares, Maple Leafs captain. Biggest market in the NHL drops their captain with the tweet. No warning, nothing. John Tavares is their captain. You know? San Jose Sharks did it with Logan Couture earlier this season. Huh? Logan tweet. Couture, 
the guy who was our best player last season and in the playoffs, he's our new captain. Yeah. Right? They're not like coming to a theater near you. Four remain. Who will be the captain? I, I get wanting to announce it during a home game, but I don't understand. You can still announce it's it at the home game. Stupid. You can still announce it. Like it's wh- stupid. What is the harm in just going? It's fudging stupid art. And it, it. What about as a team? I guess maybe in the locker room, the players know who the captain is going to be. Maybe it's they know. Dumb. And the way they did it with like the cryptic like four A's, and then the people are like, "Oh my god, four assistants! Is it is it Patterson? Yeah. Is it gonna be Patterson? There's four assistants. It can't be it can't be any one of these guys now. It could be Patterson. Just like this hype and this bullshit around this market. It's like, dude, enough of this. Let's go win a Stanley Cup. Fifty seasons, right? And here we are. Like, fucking let's make around. the playoffs. We're screwing around. And here ooh, we, are. we get stanchion lighting. Ooh, ah, ooh, we have this weird DJ who plays horrible music up in the stands. Ooh, ah, we're the Canucks. We're a circus. We're a dog and pony show. Da, da, we can't da, even da, name da, a captain da, da, properly. Da, da, da. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Like, I, it's just like every single time something like this happens, I bury my hand in my face, just being like, why? Dude, remember even when they announced Henrik as the captain and it was like a tease? It's like, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Kessler? Is it going to be a Sedin? It's like, what? just announce it. Either PR, announce it quickly, get it over with, skip the foreplay, stick it in, announce the captain, or the coach come out in a in a media scrum and announce it. But it has us talking about it, and that's what they want in the end. Ugh, it's a PR I hate move. It. I hate it. Yeah. Yo, what do you think? Do you like it? Are you a fan? No, of course not. I wish they had already named a captain last year. How uh, how how at would, training camp? How are you going to feel if it's not Horvat? Are you going to be pissed? No, I'm not going to be pissed. No, I already told you. I'm I'm fine with Pedersen or Besser. Besser my, or sorry, uh, Pedersen or Horvat. Uh, what if it's neither? Well, then I'll have something to say. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with either of those guys. Yeah, it, uh, it's on it's on my other podcast that I've started. By the way, um, yeah, on the fence, on the fence, Aaronson. You should listen to it. Yeah, or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> are you are you are you going to be upset if it's Pedersen instead of? I'm not going to be upset if it's Pedersen, but I'm I'm just sick of this crap. It's just another Canuck thing that I'm just like. What are we doing? But it's it's it it just falls in line with everything that's Canucks. Like we can't decide on a fucking logo. We can't you know we can't decide on anything. Don't get me wrong, man. Like I love originality in this league. I just don't like the Canucks originality in this league. Like these types of PR stunts and stuff like that. And then oh, and then when it comes to like their in-game entertainment, they're like, oh, let's get drums that light up. Oh, it worked for Vegas. <laughs> See, Edmonton pulled that move tonight too. The yeah. light up drums. It's like, dude. Do something different, you know? Get a little creative. I'm glad that the, the players in this league are, are allowed to let their personality finally shine through after almost 100 years. Like, this game is just, like, it's the greatest game on this planet, and its marketing is subpar. Yeah, it's not. It's not what about great. Green Day getting the uh, 
getting the nod for the NHL on NBC thing, you know? Ready, shoot, fire? Ready, that, yeah. Or ready, aim, fire or something No, like that? ready, ready, shoot, aim. or No, ready, fire, aim. Ready, fire, aim. Yeah. Anyways. It's on their CD. It's not made spe- especially. No, no. Their, and yeah. as it shouldn't be, but they're like, oh, the, the press release for that, they're like, Green Day have always been avid NHL fans. Have like, they? When have they ever mentioned that they're NHL fans? I've never seen Trey Cool or Billy Joe Armstrong be like, oh, what do you think of that NHL? Oh, yeah, yeah, those San Jose Sharks, Bay Area team, that's who I cheer for. Like, no. And then you see the video for him, and, like, Trey Cool's got these little mini drum uh, hockey sticks that he's playing the drums with. It's just like, no, they're just old and want money. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. Did you see that Keith Urban's doing the Grey Cup? Yeah. What? Dude, that guy, dude, that guy can shred though. Oh yeah, he's good. But yeah. I, did, I'm just like, how did they get Keith Urban? That's what I'm saying for the CFL. Anyway, uh, sorry, that's I'm. Kinda, they probably talked to Nicole. Traffic. She's like, get him out of my house. Oh, that's right. Because oh no, no, he goes to hockey games. He doesn't go to fucking football games. Keith he doesn't go. Keith Urban doesn't go to CFL football games. <laughs> Newsflash, everybody. <laughs> Who doesn't go to CFL football games? That's a long list. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we talked about the Canucks fucking losing tonight. That sucked. Um, we talked about captaincy. We talked about Quinn Hughes, because I, I was just, every time he touched the buck, fucking, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, the Canucks' next game is Saturday night. Against Calgary. Against Calgary. Another yeah. big game. Another big game. Another big divisional game. That, that, that first line On needs a road. better performance tonight than, uh, I mean, that, that game than they had tonight, they got to show us something. They do have to show us something, and they will. That's a show-me game. I I'm think so, worried. too. I'm not worried about them. I'm really not. I, I think uh, I, like that, that's the first time that line's played together. Yeah. And, you know, real competition. So, um, One thing I did like, too, as well tonight was the, um, first off, huge JT Miller fan already. Yeah. but um, I wish he would have buried that breakaway. Yes, I do, too. Um, I wish he had shot it. Yes. Instead of. Yes, you're right, Art. I completely agree with everything you're saying here. Okay. But I love the way that those guys all went to the net to, to look for rebounds and chances. Mm-hmm. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Horvat, Horvat, Miller, and uh, Pearson all did it tonight. And it's like, that's what I want. I want to see the rebounds. I want to see the guys go for it. I want to see greasy goals. I want this Canucks team to get a little grittier in front of that net. And I think that's the line to do it. Pearson, Levo, they pay the price to get goals. They do, both of them. Yeah. Why can't you have that same kind of mentality, the other players? Well, Miller. And Miller. Miller yeah. will Miller yeah. will do that this yeah. year. Yeah. Um But yeah, that was that was good. Did you can we switch are we done with Canucks yeah. topics? Yeah. I'm Did done. you watch any of that um Maple Leafs Ottawa game? I was kind of up and down looking a little bit. I saw some Russian kids scored for Toronto. Yeah. No one played defense in that game. It was just back and forth, run and gun. And that's all right. Oh, no. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Leafs are scary. If you, if you play that style of game with them, like remember last year, we kind of talked about how scary the Leafs are. The Leafs look even scarier now. Matthews, Tyson Berry, man. Yeah. He's fitting in on that team already. Austin Matthews had two goals. He seems to always score on opening night. Yeah. A lot. He's eight goals in, like, four opening nights. He had Marner fed him an absolute beautiful, like, behind-the-back pass across the uh, slot, and Matthews just one-timed it, like, top right corner. It was nice. It's like, I I don't like the Leafs. 
I don't like the news surrounding the Leafs. I don't like everybody like dry humping like whatever they can find in the streets of Toronto, just horny about the Leafs. But like, man, that's the Russian kid's name. They're all, Ilya Mikheyev. They're all right to watch. They're already pronouncing him the next fucking great Russian star already. He yeah. Scored one goal, guys. Relax, <laughs> okay. Relax, Leaf Nation. Dude, they had um, what 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 do they call Jurassic Park? Is what I know it as. Outside, yeah. What do they call Maple Leaf, Leaf Square or something like yeah, that? Leaf Square, yeah. Maple sure, Square. let's call it that. Who they cares? already have that set up tonight. Really? Who cares? They got eighty-one games to go, and they already have that set up. I, they're not. I don't. They're not the favorite to win the East. I'm sorry, they're not. They're I'll gonna still be, take Boston. They're gonna up. be good though, man. Yeah, they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be like they might finish first in points. Okay, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Tavares named the captain instead of Austin Matthews. Is that, yeah. is that if you're a Leafs fan, are you upset about that? I don't think so. Yeah, a guy who just came in uh, over the face of the franchise. We was Matthews, right? Tavares now. is captain in another team before. He he's got he's had that weight on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I think Matthews let Matthews thrive. Let him do what he's doing. You know, once Tavares's deal is up or whatever, then give the seat to Matthews. Matthews That's- is going to have more than enough time to be a captain on this team. Matthews has... He's not going anywhere. He also has shady character. Okay. <laughs> I was... Dude, okay, so Kyle Bukowski's interviews yes, yes, at the I end of the, the game. One, I know the one. He interviews him at the end of the game, and I was like, for the love of God, please ask him what kind of a belt he has on his hockey pants. Please. So Kyle Bukowski's, like, by the way, great Campbell River guy. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. You know, great story, by the way, about Kyle Bukowski's. Yeah. One of my first jobs in radio. Yeah. Art was a big shot at the time. Was that 99? Yeah, I was compared to him. Yeah. At 99.7 The yeah. River, I was just a reporter there. Whatever. And big shot reporter, Art Aronson. The guy who came in and did, like, cut promos. In comes Kyle Bukowski's. Recorded promos for, like, promotions in the on weekends. Yeah. Was Kyle Bukowski's. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid's really cool. I liked it. He was a nice kid. Really nice kid. I was, you know, I'm like, but why are you doing this? Why are you cutting promos in a small market, a small station like this? Like, I don't, you're not, you're not going to move on to anywhere. That's what I, that's what I thought. That's in my what head. he thought in his head. A year later, the guy's fucking doing interviews on Hockey Night in Canada. He's big dog and Art Aronson, <laughs> who was going places in Campbell River at the time. I was One not- year later. <laughs> Kyle Bukowskis comes out of nowhere, <laughs> big dogs the shit out of Art Aronson. It just goes to prove, Art, people from Camel River go places. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were. I should have known you were going there. But I was just, I, I was like, I was uh, was floored, but I loved it because he's, he's a great kid and he's fucking good at his job. He's very good at his job. And you saw it tonight, and he, he, he addressed the captaincy thing without being a dick about it. Yeah. And he did it very well. Yeah, he did. And... I know he had that whole thing with Brad Marchand. Which was fine. Which was fine. He was doing his job. It was fucking fine. Marchand was just being a dick. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you know what? And this is how, like, embarrassed I was about the whole Bukowskis thing. I, I, two years after. Yeah. I tweeted him to say congratulations for the hockey night. <laughs> I, that, I direct was, messaged him. I direct messaged him. He was him. that wound up about it. He couldn't get it out of his head. <laughs> Dude, I will say this. Kyle Bukowskis and Scott Oak are two of my favorite things about hockey night in Canada. They're both very the good CBC at their Sportsnet panel. Those guys are fantastic yeah. at their jobs. But 
Intermission. Yeah. Stop putting me to sleep. Today, when Elliot Friedman was going over the lose your helmet, did you see that? No. And he's just like, ah, rule states, blah, 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 blah. Reasonable time to put your helmet back on. I'm just like, Elliot, this like this isn't good enough f- for filling me in and keeping me entertained during an ice cleaning. Like, it's it's just not. I'm sorry. To Jeff Merrick's credit, he teased it very well, though. No, Jeff Merrick did a good job. <laughs> I got nothing against Merrick. Yeah. You know? And I, I actually don't think I, – I don't have anything against Elliot. I think Elliot is – especially when he was on the score. He was fantastic. And I know he's a consummate professional, and he's great on Twitter. He's great at reporting things. His podcast is great. Is it? Yeah, it's good. The 31 Things? 31 Thoughts with him and Jeff. Thoughts. It's it's great, you know? I mean, it's no between the stammers, but it's it's pretty good. Oh, well, what is? <laughs> Everything but, actually like, man, is. <laughs> these intermissions, they got to get better, right? Have they, they not? Have they gotten better, like, with the new whatever they have here going with Brian Burke? Why not? He's fine. Well, Berkey adds a little zest to it, but they're still just drolling over the same stuff. <sighs> Give me some inside access to, like, a, a team's room or a, a team on the road. If it's a Canuck game, show me what the Canucks were doing on the road. We have Canucks TV. We see those features. Show me those features. You'd rather see something. those features than have the guys. I'd rather have an in-depth look at the team than have a guy drone on about something that I just saw. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I don't need to hear about it again. I, like you don't need Elliot Friedman to say how good Connor McDavid is. No, you don't, you don't need that. Nobody needs. That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a problem and they haven't been able to address it properly. But they wonder why they're like losing viewers and all that sort of stuff. And what's with Pepsi having the Hockey Night in Canada theme and it playing on Sportsnet now? Really? Yeah, you didn't see, hear that in no, the Pepsi was, commercial. They no. had the old old Hockey Night in Canada theme. Has TSN just been like? Take it. We didn't do anything with it. What like what's even happening there? Uh, I thought it always was owned by Hockey Night in Canada, not TSN. TSN bought it. The Remember, there was TSN a big hoopla about that. Bought it. Yeah, and okay. then they had the Hockey Night in Canada going on, yeah. and they had they had like Neil Pert on the drums from Rush, like playing the Hockey Night in then Canada theme with it. Then they lost Hockey Night in Canada rights, yeah. so I thought maybe they. And then that's why that's why uh, CBC had to create the new one. Mm-hmm. That was actually pretty good when it first came out. Might have been my favorite. The bagpipes with the bagpipe opening. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, yeah. So the Leafs look good. Art doesn't think they're gonna be as good as I think. Um, who do you think is gonna win the East then, Art? Are we gonna make predictions in this podcast? Is that is that? What well, I'm just do? asking you. That we're gonna do? I'm asking you to make a prediction for who you think is going to win the East. Can you do that? I, I, I said this today. I don't like being wrong, so I like to wait a little while and see who I think is actually gut, good. Gut feeling. Okay, it's not even his prediction, ladies and gentlemen. It's his gut feeling. Gut feeling. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Okay. Why not? All right. Yeah. Who's your gut feeling? Toronto. You're going to go with the Leafs? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. But I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna shock the world in the regular season. Uh, what team that didn't make the playoffs in the East will make the playoffs this year? I'm gonna go Florida. Florida. Yeah, okay. and I think Columbus has fallen out. Columbus is out. Yeah. Uh, how about how about uh, the Devils? I kind of feel like the Devils are. A Devils dark could do it. Devils um, are a bit of a dark And horse. watch out for Philly. Yeah. I think Philly could make a little noise as well. But uh, if I was to pick one team, I, I think Florida. 
By the way, I don't think Edmonton's very good. No. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I, don't, I know not. they won tonight, but I don't think they're that good. And you know don't. what? Edmonton played a game probably better than they're going to be playing for most of the games this season. Yeah. They came out. They're all hot and horny to play. They're at home. They're fired up. That's why they had a really good first period. Yeah. Other than that, I think the Canucks outplayed them for huge stretches of that game. I agree. And um, they got a little luck there. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. The uh, Evander Kane. Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did you think that's a three-game suspension? So, I think the league was trying to send a message as well because those two teams, they don't San like Jose and Vegas, they have a problem with each other, and this is what happens when you play heated, heated series in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Is this one of the best rivalries in hockey right, right now? Right now, it is. I would say. Would you right say it's there. the best? Maybe. And the way it ended last year too—it's just, yeah. it just—it's so good. It's so good. It's great drama. We need more drama like this. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it's the best rivalry right now. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't sit on the fence with that He's one. He's not sitting on the fence. I, I like, like it. I like to sit on the fence. Art's grabbing the bull by the horns on this prediction. Not even prediction on this call. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think the league—that—that that gets me around to my point now. The league was trying to send a message to players on these teams. They were also laying the lumber on penalty minutes, too, when those teams played. Like, I don't know. They, they play uh, numerous amounts of times, both in the preseason and to start here yeah, in the regular tonight. season. Yeah, and like tonight. And then they play again in, in, in uh, San Jose here yeah. in a couple of days. So I think they're sending a point there, sending a message. Uh, that they don't want things to get out of hand. And Evander Kane has a history of being a dick. I think both in the locker room... Everybody, everybody. knows this. Everybody knows this guy's yeah. a dick. So I think kind of what goes around comes around on this. Did he deserve that, though? I, I thought the I thought the uh, the linesman was a little premature jumping in like that. 100%. Right? Like tackling Kane. Like, what if he had hurt Kane there? Dude, it's Reeves. He's like one of the last enforcers in the league, and Reeves is goading him into a fight? Uh, was it... Reeves or was it England? I thought it was Reeves, was it not? It was either England or Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I thought that was completely uncalled for by that linesman to step in there and, like, physically manhandle Kane. And, like, he Kane got a slash, apparently a slash in, but, like, that wasn't a slash that was meant for the referee. No, it wasn't meant for the referee. It wasn't at all. And I think if you hit a referee, it's, like, 10 games. That's what the suspension is. Well, he got three. Um, I just, like, that shit bugs me, you know? Why are we trying to, yeah, why are we trying to break that stuff up? (laughs) There's not enough fights as there is in the NHL. By the way, Evander Kane, like, led the league in penalty minutes last year. Yeah. And he had, like, 150 penalty minutes. Like, gone are the days where you used to have 200 penalty minutes. Yeah. Because fighting is, like, out of the game. You yeah. barely ever see it anymore. He can scrap, though, eh, Kane? Oh, yeah, he can handle himself. Yeah. No doubt. He he's he's no muffin out there. Yeah. So, anyways, I think what goes around comes around with him kind of being a dick. Yeah. And also the league wanting to send a message to these two teams. I yeah. think you put those okay. two things together, and that's why it was a three-game suspension. Did you see Nate Schmidt go down tonight? No. Didn't look good. Left ankle. Vegas beats the Sharks tonight, by the way, 4-1. Yeah. Uh, Eric Carlson not playing, personal reasons. He's on his period or something. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Is Art Aronson like, coming is, out hot. Is, he, is the guy, like, I don't know, ever since he's come to San Jose, he's been in and out of the lineup for his own reasons. 
San Jose might have a problem this season with with a lot of this kind of like drama and stuff. So. Like you said, Kane. I think I think the team might be turning on him a little bit in that locker room as well because he, like you said, he he. I don't. I wouldn't say he is a dick, but I, he definitely can be a dick. The, the term cancer has been used before. Yeah. With I, well, I mean, the Jets most certainly thought that for sure. Yeah, he was um, too big for Winnipeg. <laughs> he was a little too big for Winnipeg, but he was welcomed with open arms in San Jose. I I like how he plays the game. Yeah. I think a lot of teams would still take that guy, take a chance on that guy, even if San Jose decided to move him for some reason, which I I don't think they will because San Jose, that window is barely open. It is closing quick. Yeah, no Pavelski as well. It's one of their last kicks at the can, you know, maybe this year and next year before they got to start doing some serious work and and rebuild that team. But – yeah, I mean, that that rivalry. To me, those are the two best teams in the Pacific. Vegas and San Jose. It's Vegas and San Jose. Yeah. yeah. And then the Canucks. We'll, we'll see what happens with Calgary on Saturday. And the Canucks and right. Calgary. I think Canucks and Calgary are the next two knocking. Yeah. Even though Calgary somehow won that division last year. I call they that, didn't just somehow win it. They I call, won the West. Art, I, I call that. They didn't I, somehow win it. They I call won that the an West. anomaly. They won the West. I call it an anomaly. They didn't that's just out win their character. division; they won the West. Yeah, but I mean, by like a decent margin hey, too. It was an anomaly. Okay. Do you think they're going to win the West this year? I mean, they got some really tough top end talent there. They do have some top end talent, but yeah. they also have some muffins who can't do anything in the playoffs. This is true. Get bounced in the first round, and we saw that. Right? Yeah. The they didn't Avs get really better. Took it to them. They didn't get better. They got worse. They took Edmonton's garbage and gave Edmonton their garbage, and what they didn't realize. Is that their garbage is better is than- worth more than Edmonton's garbage, True. and it's gonna come back and it's gonna bite them in the ass this year. Yeah, who's their goalie by the way? Too, it's Riddick and Talbot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you be happy mm-hmm. going into this season with David Riddick and Cam Talbot? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. But uh, I mean, Monahan and Gaudreau and Kachuk, like they've they got a strong team, and Giordano, they have a. Str- Strong team. Strong team. So we did pick our East. Who's going to win the East? Right. Are you going to go with your gut on who you think is going to win the West? Uh... Dude, he is just squirming right now. You should see how much he's I squirming. I don't like this. He's squirming. I don't like, I don't like to be wrong. Richard squirming over there. I don't like to be wrong, and I. it's just way too soon. There's nothing wrong with being wrong, Art. We're wrong all the time. Look at me. I'm wrong every week. You're wrong every second word, let's be honest. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. That was me. Uh, okay. I don't know. Let's uh, let's go. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I was going to say Nashville, but no, they're a little tired. Uh, fuck. No, I don't want to do it. Vegas. Do it. Fine, Vegas. <laughs> there you go. Vegas. I like how he, he just... The cracks under the peer pressure, hey? Here it is. Vegas? Yeah. I, I think that's a really good prediction, man. I, I have no issue with it whatsoever. Oh Are that, you going to predict Vegas too? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Kirby. That, I think that um, Central is just an absolute meat grinder, and those teams are going to be chipping away points from each other all season long. Uh, Washington beat St. Louis tonight in overtime. Yeah. Do you see the goal that Ovechkin scored? Yes. Oh, fuck. Thing of beauty. He's going to score over 50 again. Yeah, easily. 
So, well, check his blood. Let's not fucking... Check the man's blood. Yeah. <laughs> check that man's urine. Uh, uh, let's not... Let's not... Uh, all I'm saying is let's let's appreciate what we have in Ovechkin, too. Yeah. Even if he's on the roids. Let's appreciate... Even if he's all cranked out. What we have. Yeah. I enjoy guy. him. Okay? I enjoy him. Like, here's I'm, a guy I'm, who just comes out and scores every year. Year yeah, in, year out. He's a beast. Yeah. Um, okay. So, who's the team that's fallen out of the playoffs in the West? Mm. And who's the team who could potentially I, slip in there? Uh, Squirm in, ladies and gentlemen. Minnesota. Squirm. Minnesota out. Yeah. Uh, Squirm in. I'll say, uh, I'll say Jets out, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those two teams out. Who's going in? Uh, maybe the Blackhawks. I think they sneak in. Hmm? Okay. Uh, and... Uh, Maybe Arizona. Maybe Arizona. Yeah, I like Arizona. He hasn't said anything about the Canucks sneaking. I've in. already said I thought the Canucks <laughs> were just gonna fall short. I'm a homer, but these I'm not that much of a homer. Ladies and gentlemen, these predictions are hilarious. I'm not. I'm a homer, but not that much of a homer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who do you got? Falling yeah, out? I agree. I think. Uh, I think Minnesota is definitely out. Okay. You know, I could see the Blues falling out as well. If Bennington doesn't have a good year, he, the guy just got a fat payday. I don't think you that, think the Blues are going to fall. I don't off. think that team is as good as a lot of people say they are. I think they they had a really hot goalie who took them to the promised land last year. Tarasenko and O'Reilly were pretty fucking. Well, yeah, O'Reilly turned went beast mode, and Tarasenko did too. They yeah, both did. He's, he's all right. I'm not saying the Blues are going to fall out. All right. Um, Fantastic. You love Tarasenko. Hey? Oh, he's unreal. You just want to kiss those thighs every those time. Every big, time. Big meaty lower body thighs. Yeah. Um, okay. I, he's what I want Brock Besser to be. He's what I want Brock Besser to fair be. Fair enough. That's what I want. That's that's totally fair. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. not. You're you're right. I think he has the skills of yeah. Tarasenko. Let's just see him do okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the Canucks are the team that squeaks in. Do you? Yeah. I'm shocked by that. Yeah. Considering you've already been on. And I am wearing the jersey. Day. Yeah, you and if Horvat does get to see, see he's going on this jersey. You should see Kirby at work. Everybody else is in work attire. Kirby walks in with his Canucks jersey and says, I don't give a fuck. And then lips me off for not wearing a Canucks jersey to my news job. Act like a boss, get treated like a boss, Art. Yeah, he really gave it to me for that. Uh, Caleb Kirby, where can we find you? At Curbman23 on Twitter. Where Art? can you find us? Well, where can we find you? At Art Aronson. On all socials? On all socials. All right. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Now you ask me. Uh, where can we find us? At Between the S on Twitter. Why is it Between the S? Because it's too many characters. God damn. I know. It's tough. Like we we really should have thought this name out a bit it's more. Really I said that last balls. week, too, but we, we probably should have thought this name out a little, a little better. Um, and if you want to email us anything... About the show, you like it, you don't like it, you have a question, well, just you have a comment, you have an opinion, question. tweet us, email us at between the stammers at gmail.com, carrier pigeon, yeah. send a rat into the building, scare all the people who work here, that's fine too. Um, the raven. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. All right.